We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. And welcome back to the Tango Alphalima Experience. I'm Jeff Daly, and just waking up, you'll see in that other square is Ashley Marie Gorbulja Maldonado. Welcome to the day, Ashley. We're glad you could, you know, wake up. Thank you, thank you. It's it's a privilege to be awake today. Jeff it's, gonna, Daly. it's gonna be it's gonna be a good day. I feel like it. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be a good day. I do want. I just want to start. We're just it's gonna be a little bit different today. It's gonna be awesome. But I wanted to start out. I was. For last month, I don't know if you knew, I got to go to Camp Pendleton to speak to, you know, a bunch of Marines. This is for Black History Month. And I have not been on Camp Pendleton since I was in boot camp. Like I, I live, what, an hour and a half away and I've never been back there, but it was super exciting. And it, well, it is, it's like, I wouldn't wear my Legion cap and I called it a cap because if I called it a cover, I can't wear it inside on a Marine. And I couldn't put it on inside a building with all those Marines there because we just don't wear those indoors. I just couldn't do it. And I love saying things like, uh, if you say anything, you'll hear them go, raw, er, oh, because they're all like, they're they're younger Marines. So it's, it's awesome. I loved it. And what I did was they said, oh, can you fill 45 minutes? I said, I could introduce take 45 minutes to introduce myself. What are you talking about? But then I talked about, thought about making it interesting. So I actually made a live version script of this, how we do this show. So I started off with, I started off with uh, a headline. I was going to play a couple of videos. We had a tech issue though. So I just had to read the description of what the videos were like. And then we had like a discussion. I had people come up for rapid fire. So I would read the rapid fire like I do, and the, but there's more than one so there's not just you so i had three marines like giving their take on it this was pretty cool it worked out pretty well and then i got a little nerdy started talking about things like servant-based leadership and yeah i went a little there so (laughs) talking about leadership and yeah i went there but it was great time i'm gonna shout out their names at the end now it was cool being back on base now and you live on base right i do how's that as not being in Honestly, being, so I was National Guard, um, so I was on active duty. I had never, I mean, I had been on active installations a handful of times across the country, whatnot, but living on base is different. I will say just being in the Southwest Quadrant of D.C., a very, very safe base. Uh, joining Anacostia William is very small, very, very small, and I believe the Air Force now runs it, if I'm not mistaken. Well, there's so, people like me out there. Bougie, we don't we nice. don't know what that quadrant thing is that you're talking about. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. So commonly referred to four quadrants of DC. You've got your southwest where I reside. You've got your northeast, northwest, southeast. So um, also DMV is District of Maryland of Virginia. Didn't know that. That's why people call DMV. Anyway, any whoosies. Yeah, living on base is nice. It's very comfortable. Um, I've got great neighbors. Everyone just kind of gets it. 
I can like keep my door unlocked sometimes. Like, I got I don't have to worry about stuff. You know, it's wild. I never ever did I did I think I'd be living on a military base, but I like it. Huh. I like it a lot. I will stay here as long as I can. Do you shop? Do you do all that? Base. Yeah, I, I do. I, I go I go to the exchange, you go to commissary. Um yeah, I got I go to the gym, I've got a clinic. There's plenty of playgrounds for when other people's children visit, not mine. I don't have any, I'm not really interested. But you know, lots of lots of fun things. I'm a block and a half away from the Potomac River. It's beautiful. I don't know many people that can say I have a three-floor townhouse with a garage and a backyard a block and a half I know, away from the water. I've been there. We prank CV from there. I know, I know. <laughs> That's our former host, now National Judge Advocate Mark CV. So quick little Legion interjection. I don't think, I don't, I still don't think a lot of people know that they added, if you're service connected at all, even 0%, you can get on-base privileges to use the exchange commissary. And in, on some bases, you can even use the recreational facilities. Like they told me I could go bowling at Pendleton. I could rent a, I could rent a cabin. Oh, yeah, I got a great MWR here. Uh, I can go rent, you know, all kinds of Well, stuff. you can. I'm I, talking I, about, I'm talking about people that, people that don't have uh, DOD cards that they can okay, now right. from 0%. So everybody out there, go to the VA, try to get VA rated if you can. Uh, so that's a little, you know, reminiscing for me about that base yeah. life. I'm so happy for you. I, I know. It's nice when you get to like use your sage wisdom, right? And just, you know, right. And then share and then, that. And the funniest part, and then I'll, I'll finish this story. The funniest part was being in the room with like the major and the uh, master gunnery sergeant and the sergeant major there. And I was like, first of all, I would never have walked in a room with this lineup ever <laughs> while I was in the military. And if I did, it would be because I was in deep, deep trouble. Like there's, <laughs> there's no reason for me to be in a room with that much, you know. You're stuff. just like spot checking yourself. You're just like, Oh man, I gotta make sure I look good. Oh, I gotta make oh, right? okay. Yeah, you're right. You just... right. That was crazy. So back off base, uh, but kind of similar. We are we are gonna be heading, we're gonna be heading somewhere soon. We are very so excited about that. It's a town, it's a town with a unique you, unique accent. Wait, what are you gonna say? I was gonna say, we're shipping off to Boston. Yep. Sorry. Is that, is that <laughs> I from wanted to from, ruin it. Is that from I get Molly every time I go into Boston, I play that song. We're shipping off to Boston. So excited. Jeff, tell them why we're going to Boston. Wow, I'm 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 just a little Get bit in shock. From... That's what a guy told me at the baseball player. I'm sorry. I'm way too excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way too excited. I gotta I gotta turn it down. And I've never been to Boston, so it's gonna be exciting. Now we're going to ease into how we're, why we're going there. I got a text message from Mark CV one day and he says to me, he says, buddy, that's what he calls me on text. Buddy, what's the chances I could get you to rock the Boston marathon with me? I said, not going to say it's 0%, but it's much closer to zero than it is to one. Like there's almost no way I am going to rock the Boston Marathon, but we are going to be there. And I believe Mark's going to have somebody real close to you joining him. 
You want to know how that text message went? <laughs> no, I mean, I do, yeah. I'm pretty sure it, it happened very similarly, but it was like, hey, man, you want to do a thing? Rob responds, sure, what is it? You want to rock the Boston Marathon? Okay. <laughs> and then next thing you know, they're like, wait, isn't that like a month and a half away? Yep. I guess I got to start training. You better hit the pavement, bro. I'm pretty sure that that's how the conversation went. I could be paraphrasing and vastly exaggerating, or it could have been sweeter. I don't know. Because they do have a thing. So uh, it, it, we're going to be out there in force. I mean, Super Producer Holly's going to be there. We're going to be there not mm -hmm. rucking, um, probably not laughing at them when their feet and knees and hips and everything hurt. Yeah, we, we're only going to cheer them out for like 15 yeah. seconds when they go by us. And then they're on the level they're, of injuries I've sustained in the past, like eight to nine months. Yeah. You I don't, just, you shouldn't I do, I can't maybe, maybe should, next year, maybe next year. You shouldn't year. do anything without bubble wrap. I know. Let's just say that. You guys can roll me on the bubble. Oh my God. I should just get in a big bubble. There you go. So you your husband, the race. Look, what you go on these things. <laughs> I know. I know. And then I think, so I think, you're, I think you're done. And then you repeat the exact same words. That's <laughs> And it's like, I'm, okay. wait, what's happening? So your husband's going, uh, obviously Mark's going to be there. We're going to be there doing uh, podcasty things. Uh, photo, hashtag face of Legion is going to be there. Uh, and, and the media and communications chairman, David Wallace is going to be there. So mm -hmm. it's going to be David, Courtney, Mark, Roberto. I'm going to call him that now, Robert. Uh, they're going to be they're going to be out there doing the sweat thing and we're basically going to be looking good and it's we're just going to be looking good and talking about stuff and it's going to be fun if anybody in the boston area or anywhere is doing anything boston marathon related you got some words some tips you're going to do some rucking on your own you're going to you just feel a kindred spirit with people who put weight on their back and walk a really long time you can contact us, let us know what's going on at Tango Alpha Lima at legion.org, which Super Producer Holly put on there as if I don't say it at every episode. Um, yeah. And put in the subject line, Boston Rock, because then she'll see it and she'll pay attention to it. I mean, she does pay attention to all of your uh, messages on there. And, uh, but this one is going to get VIP treatment because it's coming up really soon. So email us, let us know. If you're, if you're there, if you're doing stuff at other places, we want to hear about it because you're going to have some kindred spirits with those four people, not me. And I'm going to be me. hitting up the North End Bakery. So yeah. what up? We should have done like, we, we should do like what you should have done when you went snowboarding was hang out in the lodge uh, and stayed protected. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah. All right. Listen, I've already so, made the choice to not, not participate <laughs> for my health. But right. I'll go eat a cannoli if it makes me part of the team. Oh. Came home for the team. No, I've never been to Boston. I don't know if I've ever had a cannoli. What? Look at Super Producer Holly's face. What? Yeah, I don't know about the, I don't know about these things. I know I'm probably gonna get some hate mail. I believe you cannolis are delicious. You don't have to send me hate mail at tangoafalima at legion.org. And Holly's still trying to talk without us being able to hear. But uh, we have send cannolis. We have we have a show. 
today. We have a show. We have very special guests coming up. Um, and whoa, I am, I am, there it is. I am looking for my guest intro and there it is because this is great. I, I mean, are you excited for this, Ashley? I mean, I'm pretty excited for someone to send me cannolis. I bet you are. When I, I am when excited I about... for this interview. I mean, I'm excited for this interview because <laughs> there's nothing I love more than people taking care of veterans and also <laughs> people sending me pastries. Right. So let's make it happen. Send. I don't know how you're going to do that in email, but Super Producer Holly yeah. helped me figure it out. Uh, she's good with technology and we all have 5G. I bet you can send a cannoli. So uh, we are going to talk about our guests now. When I talk about this, I mean, there's probably licensing, but I would love to hear Wind Beneath My Wings because I think it's really appropriate right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. And there's, you're going to find out why Ashley and I are wearing matching shirts here very, 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 very soon. Whoop. The mirror angles messing me up. All right. Today, we'll be joined by former national director of the American Legion Auxiliary Washington, D.C. office, Carol Lindemood Harlow. We know her. We adore her, and you will soon, too. Carol has had more than 25 years of experience raising awareness and financial resources for military and veteran causes, including the National World War II Memorial Capital Campaign, the National Museum of the United States Army Capital Campaign, the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, and the American Legion Auxiliary. Carol is currently Chief Development and Communication Officer for the Honor Flight Network, and will be also be visiting with a recent Honor Flight participant, Terry Campbell. You're gonna love her too. Uh, she is a bundle of energy that outmatches mine by a lot. Terry served two years in the Navy as a pediatric nurse practitioner during the Vietnam era, welcome home, and then joined the Air Force Reserves where she served as a medevac nurse for 10 years. Today, she is a dentist and was on the all women honor flight from Chicago in October, 2021. Ashley and I have had the opportunity to visit with Carol at American League in Japan State. That's why we're wearing these shirts. Ashley, what up? Yeah. We're representing. That's in Washington, D.C. So we're excited to catch up with her and talk about Honor Flight, which we will do with enthusiasm right after the break. Honoring those who came before us. The American Legion pays perpetual respect for all past military sacrifices to ensure they are never forgotten by new generations. We are veterans strengthened in America. We are the American Legion. All right, we are here with Carol Harlow and Terry Campbell. Did I get it right? Yes. All right, we're so excited to have you with us today. For one second though, I have to, we have to show Carol something. Ashley and I wore our post eight out of DC. We'll get to you. We'll get to you, Terry. Now we, we visited, uh, we visited Carol in DC and they were very hospitable to us. And we even walked away with clothing, not because we were lacking it, but just because it was fashionable. Now I see, uh, Terry, you have a, you have a special shirt. I'm wearing the Her Story, a special shirt. Okay. That was part of our honor flight. Very lovely. Very lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley, isn't that one of your favorite words? Her story? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I was hoping it was honor flight, but okay. 
Honor flight, Carol, Terry. These are all some of my favorite words to include Holly. And maybe, maybe I'll make the exception for Jeff. Jeff Daly, the Michigan Dailies. All right. So we are going to start here. Uh, Ashley, you are, you have the first question. I don't know if Carol's prepared for you, but it is about that time. <laughs> all right. So Carol, I was given a bunch of fun facts. And so Little Birdie told me later in the spring on May 3rd, Honor Flight will celebrate 250,000th veteran flown on the Honor Flight to visit the National World War II Memorial here in Washington, D.C. It's a pretty impressive milestone. Um, I just let's start off by telling our audience about the Honor Flight program, how it got started, how it's grown to meet its new benchmark. Great. Well, thanks. Yeah, we are very excited about the 250,000 veteran flown. We fly about 25,000 veterans annually to Washington, D.C. to see their memorials. And we fly them in from all across the country. There's 128 different hubs across the country. And uh, we encourage veterans to go to honorflight.org and make sure that they are on an honor flight. And uh, this year, May 3rd, we're going to have the 250,000 veteran flown. It'll be a big to-do, big production at the World War II Memorial, which is actually how Honor Flight got started. In 2005, Earl Morris was a medevac uh, nurse pilot, and he was out there talking to World War II veterans and saying, hey, are you going to go out and see your new memorial that's out in Washington, D.C.? And unfortunately, every veteran he was talking to, they said, no, you know, I don't have a way to get there. So Earl got together with a bunch of different pilots in Ohio, and he just started sending veterans out to Washington, D.C. to see the World War II memorial. And so we felt that was a really fitting place to have the 250,000 event. Um, we're really excited and uh, hopefully you guys will come out and maybe you could do your a live podcast, you know, from the, <laughs> from the World War II Memorial. Come on out, I'll take you to post date afterward. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm down for that. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'll say about that. But I just wanted to say, I don't know if you heard Carol correctly, an Ohio veteran saw the need and made something happen. Uh -huh. it out there. That actually you know, makes we, sense. That actually makes sense that someone from Ohio would get on a plane to escape. So, uh, <laughs> Carol. Right. So, uh, Terry, I'm going to ask you because you were a participant on an honor flight, as you're probably wearing the gear from said flight. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience last fall and what it meant to you to take that flight? Okay, I originally signed up with the Chicago Honor Flight by seeing a posting at a veteran uh, medical facility. And at that time it was World War II Korean and my dad was a Korean veteran. I said, wow, you know, I wish he would you know, be alive and could do that, but I kept watching. And finally, they posted Vietnam veterans could do that. So 2016, I put in my application, uh, I guess in 18, I came up as number 300 something. I was attending a, a uh, community event sponsored by uh, a VFW. And someone said, they have a all women's flight that's going to go. I'm like, what? So I got in touch with Doug. And sure enough, 
uh, Jenny had put together a uh, women's flight, all women. And we ended up being in collaboration with the Chicago Honor Flight and the um, Her Story Foundation, a combination effort to send 100 women. And it turned out 93 women. And I was number 93 when they transferred me from the men's list over to the Her Story flight. It was a experience I would never forget. I got out of the military in 77 and I did not interact with anything military till I needed some medical care in the 2000s, okay? I just didn't affiliate with that. So to end up in this situation and when they had a pre-flight greet and meet and to walk in a room with yeah I think it was over 70 women at the meet and greet and it was sponsored in a, a VFW setting I was just overwhelmed and I met my first woman who was in the Coast Guard you know we knew there are five services but I, I rarely even ran into a man in the Coast Guard and I was just surprised so that was nice and out of that meet and greet, I was made aware of the uh, Valor um, quilts that are done. And we actually received one of those and this is mine. And I'm like, you know, I'm gonna sleep on it. And then I thought, oh, heck no, I'm gonna preserve it. So part of what I did on the flight, I, I am a quilter. I took some material and I actually ended up with a 42 people, veterans signing my quilt top. So hopefully I'll turn it over to the uh, Valor group and maybe it'll end up in the Women's Memorial. I learned so much about the military in addition to meeting women who stayed in for careers, uh, women who had a, a broad spectrum of service that they did in various categories. You know, I was familiar with the medical, okay? But I mean, we, we, we did everything in every branch. And there was some women like me who got in and got out, <laughs> but there was one, you know, women who stayed, women who maintained relationships. Uh, I was very much impressed about the logistic ability of the Chicago Honor Flight Team to get all of us processed through Midway Airport at four o'clock in the morning on time through security and women, okay? <laughs> you know, we carry baggage, even though they say you didn't need to bring anything and they were correct. So that was a, a unusual experience to be efficiently moved along and to the pomp and the circumstances, I was just overwhelmed. When you are older and you celebrate birthdays, they start putting numbers on the cake, okay? But this celebration was like looking up and I'm 75, it was like seeing 75 candles on the cake when we you know, landed in DC. I was in, up in DC September 11, 2021 that at uh, Reagan. That airport was empty. 
you know, I don't know if the people fear of flying. I didn't realize it was that date. Somebody had me up there. But there, all of this noise came up, and it was an honor flight coming in from Wisconsin. And they was clapping and cheering and rolling everybody. I said, oh, you know, this October is going to be interesting. I, it was an understatement and my impression to the pomp and circumstances of the, uh, what we experienced. And to have our first place that we went was uh, Arlington Cemetery and to be uh, present at the Women's War Memorial, uh, the Military Women's Memorial that's in the entrance, the ceremonial entrance. I have been to Arlington several times, didn't even know that museum was there. And as of 2021, I think they said there's been over 300,000 women who have been in the military, but less than 10% have put their legacy into the memorial, their story. And part of the thing that was different was like the model of, of the Her Story Foundation was her service, her story, her legacy. And being plugged into that with the conjunction of the honor flight, we really had the opportunity to do that because we were encouraged as part of the separate application for the Her Story to uh, write our story and to give our opinions. And uh, to see women crying, when they went to the certain memorials that applied to their service. I sat behind the lady who was 105 on the flight that served in World War II going up. I sat next to the lady who turned 100 that was a World War II veteran. I was, and she still drives and, and, and bowls twice a week. You know, I, it, was, it, was, it was just an honor and to hear their stories, uh, to see their involvement in various organizations, which I had stayed out of. As a child, my dad, when he got out, he joined the American Legion. And uh, his post in Cincinnati, they established when I was a teenager, we were part of a, uh, they started a drill team. So that was uh, uh, my, I was a, American Legion member. My aunt told me she started it. She said we had cards. And that was truly an honor because at that time in the early 60s, you didn't get to do that type of thing in school as a minority. Okay. So to do it through the American Legion was, was you know, it was honorable. So uh, to see all the memorials, I did not know they had a nursing a memorial for nurses, even though I had been around to, you know, the usual World War II, the Korean. That was very interesting to me to have uh, the guardians keep up with us and move us on schedule. I've never seen anything with so many women <laughs> or so many people that was kept on course, on time, and we actually needed to have, we didn't, we didn't have, uh, we didn't, we didn't need for anything. They anticipated everything. It was, it was amazing. And to come back and come back into Midway Airport and come off of that plane and run into all of these sailors from Great Lake and their 
white cracker jack uniforms, you know, to salute us and to have a band and, and flowers and music and, and lots of people. It brought tears to my eyes. I have been more impressed about being a veteran since that flight than the 50 years <laughs> since the Vietnam, okay? And I, I had no idea that I could be so impressed by something. Wow. And to look at all of the organizations that provided that based on Jenny and, and her foundation putting together the her story to make sure that the role of women in the military is not overlooked. Uh, I've been disseminating information, trying to encourage people when I go to the VA women to sign up for the honor flight. They didn't think it was something intended for women. I think they could up that, but you know, our, can't say historical flight, it set a precedence and it was, I was, I was honored. And you're I'm right, really Gary. We, we need more women to understand that every honor flight is an honor flight that they Exactly, they, they, and my thing, I have, because I have maintained a friendship with Jared, who is one of the, uh, the you know, over the volunteers in DC, he's in Arlington. And what he told me, a lot of the volunteers, of course there were women, but a lot of them are veterans, but they have not been on a honor flight, yeah. you know. You know, and Jeff and Ashley, this is a great point. I would really challenge all of your listeners to, after they listen to your podcast, to go out and sign up at least one female veteran that they know for an honor flight. Now, I'm going to be honest, for honor flight is we fly World War II, Korea vets, Vietnam veterans first, terminally ill veterans who have a year left to live, any service era, absolutely, they are on the first flight. So we do prioritize in terms of... Um, those who are older, they get first priority, right? Mm -hmm. And because rightfully so. But that doesn't mean that Ashley can't be on an honor flight serving as a guardian, you know, helping honor that veteran, mm -hmm. that's a Vietnam veteran like Terry, because every veteran on an honor flight has what's called a veteran or has a guardian with them. Correct. That guardian is there to ensure that the veteran has a very safe, easy day about them. They're at their elbow. You know, you need some water. They're going to go get that water for you. So we take really good care of They the took excellent life. care of me. I started out walking and ended up in a wheelchair. We won't talk about that. But. The Guardian, it, you know, when I talk to some of the male veterans, even in the complex I live in, oh no, because they have certain disabilities. I say, give your wife a break. Get on an honor flight. They will take care of you. And yeah. I was amazed when I saw that group coming in 9-11. I said, they got all these people in a wheelchair. But that moves you along, irregardless of your disability. And you're welcome to walk, but you're going to have a Guardian. If you need to be you know, you have a mobility problem, they'll get you through the day. And I was very much impressed by that. Now, hold and on, Terry. Terry, <laughs> you do what Ashley normally does. You you went and you, I have no more questions because you were so comprehensive with uh, introduce yourself. So, <laughs> 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 
hope. I so I, baby. All right. So I remember I told you that I asked the tough question. I'm wondering, did you ever get caught? Because you said Where? you were a Vietnam veteran. Clearly, I, I thought you were post 9-11. So did you get in trouble for pretending to be Vietnam era? No, no, no. I was saying on 9-11 last no, year. No, I am, I am teasing I'm you. I'm missing it. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. Oh, all right. So me. I missed it. <laughs> all right. Well, from the way that you just presented it, I think Carol has a lot of work to do to improve the program so that it is enjoyable because it doesn't sound like you had any fun at all. I had a bunch of fun and I have maintained a, a relationship with a uh, on a flight person in Arlington, Gerald, right. who, who, who manages the Guardians at that end in D.C., uh, I've looked at it and, and eased myself into some uh, veterans organizations here. I have a connection with an American Legion commander here who is assisting me with some issues with the VA, Rick. And, uh, you know, but it was, I, you know, I maintain a practice, a dental practice for about 20 something years, over 20 years. And my patients, as a rule, they didn't know I was a veteran. It wasn't something I talked about. And as part of this flight, they did uh, some local and, you know, across the country news. I actually got phone calls from people I hadn't seen in years because they saw the uh, her story on her flight uh, being promoted. And I thought that was very good to let women know we could do this. We've done our service, you know, all we right. deserve to be recognized. Well, you brought, it, some, you brought something up that I want to get to Carol real quick. Uh, now, I know the American Legion and the American Legion Auxiliary have connections with the Honor Flight Program. Can you talk about how the Auxiliary and the American Legion uh, support or, 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 or help out with your, uh, your program? Right. Well, thank you. And, you know, truth be told, I'll just be really honest. I've been a longtime member of the Legion uh, Auxiliary. And so I've been a member here at Post 8 since 2007. But really, I signed up for the Auxiliary in 1998 when yeah. I was working for the World War II Memorial. And, uh, you know, Legionnaire at the convention, his name is Herm Harrington. He came over. He's from the department in New York. He said, you people, you cannot be here asking us for money for this World War II memorial unless you're actually members of the Legion. Are you members? <laughs> I said, I'm not a veteran. I can't be a member. And he said, oh, no, no. <laughs> you can be a member of the auxiliary. And then he signed me up for his wife's auxiliary unit at that right then and there. So I'm a longtime member. So to me, it's really full circle to have the Legion family participating with Honor Flight. I mean, I think we all know instances of different departments that are already working with Honor Flights. Alaska does a lot with their local Honor Flight. Um, Jeffs could do more, quite honestly. They're in Hollywood and, you know, we're going to make that happen, right? <laughs> Adam, I love the zinger. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Holly was worried about me giving you a zinger. You gave me a zinger. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, but I was really excited last year when the new national president, um, Kathy Dodestal, she said, "Hey, Carol, I we love Honor Flight, um, and we love caregivers, and we want to find a way to support." 
caregivers who are supporting their veterans on an honor flight. And so, as we know, with the poppy funds, they can only be used for very specific purposes in terms of helping veterans. And so we found a way, we looked at all the elements of an honor flight, and we found a way to be able to do all the great ways that poppy funds have been supporting veterans already, and then added in the caregiver element so that that veteran who has a personal caregiver that works with them every day, helping them with their everyday needs, uh, the, the caregiver would be able to go on the honor flight in a way that wouldn't be financially harmful for them. Because every guardian, although every veteran on an honor flight always flies free due to donations, right. the person who goes as a guardian normally has to defray some of the cost. And that really depends on where you live in the country, because some days it's a one-day trip. If you're east of St. Louis, your honor flight is usually a one-day trip. If you are west, it's normally a three-day trip. And unfortunately, we can't cover everything for the guardian um, as we do the veteran. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to take as many veterans on the flights. And so hobby funds can now be used to help the guardian, uh, a caregiver guardian, be able to go on the honor flight with their veteran. In addition to that, we know anecdotally that a lot of uh, posts and units are helping their local honor flights already. They already have great relationships set up where they're able to do fundraising like fish fries and so forth. And then they donate that money to their local honor flight for veterans to be able to go. Uh, but not every, unfortunately, because we only have 128 hubs, we're not everywhere that a legion or a post is set up. And so for those legions and posts, uh, legion posts and then auxiliary units, and of course, writers and sons, for everybody who's doing this fundraising uh, for veterans within their community, but they don't happen to have an honor flight hub near them, they can now send those funds to our national office through honorflight.org or via, if you need to write out a check, you can mail it in to us. And then we will ensure that Donations that are raised by all the units and posts will then be used to fly veterans across the country in for their honor flight. So it really, it's just, it's, we're not trying to take away from the work that hubs are, are already doing with their local legion. It's just a way for all the legions that are not in a position to already participate with honor flight. It opens it up for them to be able to do so. Uh, and so we're really excited about this new relationship between the U Legion and uh, Honor Flight. Great. Ashley? That's super exciting. I, I love everything about that. You know, I've always been a firm believer that, you know, in organizations, when people come together, great things happen. Like-minded folks coming together and we just we find solutions. And I'm so happy that we're, you know, including, you know, the caregivers within this process, as you said, depending on where you come from in the United States, that's, that's a heck of a trip. And for folks are, that are more than deserving, I'm, I'm happy to see that uh, folks are working together to make that happen. So Carol, you know, 2022 honor flight season has started as of March 12th. And I'd like to have you tell us a little bit about what we're look, what you're looking forward to 
um, this coming year and beyond. And what do listeners, uh, or excuse me, what can listeners do if they're interested in supporting, volunteering, or going to the honored flight themselves? Oh, great. Well, thank you. Yes, we are really excited about this year. We had an abbreviated season last year due to COVID. So we started in August instead of in March, but we had a great season this year. We're excited about the 250,000 veteran flown. Uh, again, that will be May 3rd, and we encourage, if you're in the Washington, D.C. area, it's uh, 2 o'clock on May 3rd, come out to the World War II Memorial and join us. Yes, Ashley, who lives out here. <laughs> and then um, we also have two other all-women flights that are scheduled for this year. One will be going out of the villages in May. Uh, Villages Honor Flight, and then the other is through Honor Flight Kentucky, and that is in June. Now, I hesitate to bring it up because both of those flights are already full, uh, but absolutely, like we said earlier, don't wait for an all-women veterans uh, honor flight because they're very rare, and the reason that is is because women are on every honor flight. You don't have to wait for just an honor flight that's you know, an all women uh, attending. Like I said, we don't normally do them because we feel we don't necessarily have to because every woman should be on an honor flight. Don't wait for just one. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's a lot of ways for people to get involved. And if you have an honor flight in your community, you can go to honorflight.org and you can see a list of every community that we're in. Your state, look at your state, click on California, and you can see uh, which honor flight hubs are located in California, Illinois, um, wherever you happen to live. If you don't see a hub in your location, our national office covers that area for you. And we have what's called a Lone Eagle Honor Flight, where we fly in veterans who might live in a rural location. Um, and we fly them all into Washington, D.C., where they begin their trip together with other veterans, just as if they had originated, say, from Chicago together. We want those veterans who are flying in from, you know, a couple different states to feel like they're getting the camaraderie that they receive when you come in together. So it's a three-day trip when you fly with the Lone Eagle program, and uh, they start at Baltimore. They have a great meal together on the night before they go into DC. DC, they get on a, a bus, they go in, they go to all the different memorials. At the end of the, the day, um, the past couple trips have ended at an American Legion post where they have a very warm welcome. They get off the bus and everyone from the post is out there greening them, clapping, wheeling them in in their wheelchairs, and then they have a great meal. Um, they receive their mail call, which is letters from um, grateful people from across the country saying, thank you so much for what you've done. Your service has meant this to me personally. And so those veterans open those letters together and it's a um, pretty meaningful moment for them to feel like, wow, you know, people really care about what I did, what my service was about. Um, and so I bring up that story about the Legion Post because 
hosts across the country. We would love to, you know, have you host on our flights in some capacity, whether it be the send-off meal before they uh, go off to Washington, D.C., or maybe welcoming them home. Some of the hubs, uh, the honor flight hubs will have luncheons in between honor flights because veterans, they, they had such an emotional thing for them on this day of honor that they all share together. Then when they come home, they don't wanna lose that and that bonding experience that they have. And so many honor flight hubs will then have uh, luncheons where all the veterans who uh, call the alumni clubs come back, they have a, an opportunity to kind of socialize together. And that would be a great way for legions uh, across the country to get involved as well. Um, and then of course, sending uh, emails around to everyone in the uh, Legion family in your area to say, hey, we've got an honor flight leaving on such and such day. Let's go, you know, wish them a warm welcome when they get back. Hear them all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to greet them at the airport or something. I was amazed, I was amazed. It brought tears to a lot of women's eyes, including me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and of course, if you want to um, host a fundraiser, in your community, we love that because all the money goes to help veterans uh, feel honored on their honor flight. And so uh, again, go to honorflight.org and that is a jumping off location where you can find what's going on in your community honor flight wise, or you can get in touch with uh, those of us here at the national office. Well, I was gonna ask you how to uh, get in touch with you, but. You beat me to it. So I'm going to say, uh, and also Super Producer Holly will make sure that all that is in the show notes and uh, in emails that we send out about about the show. So for uh, for Terry, uh, Vietnam veteran, welcome home, as we like to say. And thank then, you. And they did change, you know, you usually will say thank you for your service. Make it appropriate. Welcome home. Welcome home. And uh, Carol, thank you for doing all the work that you do, as always. And apparently, as you could hear from Terry, it's having great effect. Uh, we're going to have every connection that you gave us in the show notes. And uh, and I think, I mean, we got a lot of information about Honor Flight, don't you think, Ashley? I think we did. I'm pretty excited because I know where I'm going to be on May 3rd. Oh, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a guest, Carol. Absolutely. All about the Guardian. I, I I love I love the idea of it. I'm I'm in the southwest southwest quadrant of DC. I I bike through the memorials all the time. It's a lot of it's a it's a great place to reflect on service. Uh, so yeah, I've 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 been to a few myself. So and hey. I've been to an all women's flight from out of Philly a few years back. And I received them in front of the Military Women's Memorial. And I looked a little bit like Rosie the Riveter. Silky <laughs> shorts, Rosie the Riveter, holding the sign. You serve too. I got to tell you guys, when I was, I actually greeted um, Terry's flight when they were at the Women in Military Services Memorial. Um, and it was so funny. I was walking through the lobby and they have this big uh, TV up there and there was a picture of Ashley on the TV <laughs> and they were interviewing her and I snapped a picture and I sent it to her. So um, that was, I but that's not my was, funny. I was like, oh, it's me. 
<laughs> That's how I felt when I didn't see the initial airing of ABC News with uh, David. But I got phone calls because we were actually in flight. I was like, oh, wow, snap. <laughs> but it was a good way. It brought some connections to me, but it was a good way to let women know, come on, get on board with this. We served. Let's, you know, step up and, and be honored and participate. All right. Well, I want to I want to thank everybody for uh for all of the information that you got out today. I want to thank everybody for their service and their continued service through the American Legion Honor Flight or wherever you find your way to serve. So with that, we are out of time. We're probably a little over time, but we had a lot of information. Uh, this flight needed to land where it needed to land. And I'm glad that we were able to do that for you. For everybody else, we're going to be right back after the break. The American Legion is veteran strength in America. We're in your community supporting veterans, service members and their families enriching the lives of young people and promoting citizenship and patriotism. Our members are passionate about these core values. Help strengthen America by joining the American Legion today. For more information, go to legion.org slash join. Ashley, can you do it? We're back. So we're going to do the thing because your wrists and all that. Okay. And we are back for real. And Ashley's going to join us together because we're about to go all up in rapid fire pew, 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 pew. you're not doing it all right i guess i'm the only one actually shooting blanks thought that was <laughs> you're darn tootin'. <laughs> all right our first one is how believers in the paranormal birthed the pentagon's new hunt for ufos this is from military.com written by travis tritton in Oregon, a man said his health deteriorated after a glowing blue orb passed through his body. A family in California reported strange lights and a gray figure with spindly legs in the orchard. A werewolf-like creature allegedly prowled around homes in suburban Virginia. All three incidents were probed as part of a secret Pentagon program investigating UFOs. The program, contracted by Defense Intelligence Agency, plumbed the connection between flying objects and the paranormal for two years. It was the beginning of years-long effort by UFO advocates that eventually led to Congress passing legislation in December 2021, ordering the Pentagon to spend the next four years investigating unidentified flying objects. I know you're into weird, nerdy stuff, so I know you love this. Well... <laughs> I have watched my share of ancient aliens. I have no, I have no regrets. Anyway, I will say this. I love that some secret Pentagon program, not so secret, but <laughs> Congress passing legislation in December of 2021. Man, we're just, we're crushing it as a country sometimes, you know? <laughs> Like, I just think about that. I'm like, wow, all the pressing issues, all of the social structure hey. rework that needs to happen. But UFOs, baby, UFOs. You know what? It's, it's all fun and games until a blue orb passes through your body, Ashley. It is. Like, that's, that's no joke. America, 
thank you for your tax dollars to prevent a blue orb from passing through my body because <laughs> that's doesn't sound pleasant you know what does sound you know what does sound pleasant making everyone including you heathen branches crayon eaters i love it yes propaganda so edible crayons they're a real thing they're they're chocolate based you can play with them you can color with them then you can chow down and have a snack between your artistic masterpieces get a little tear in my eye and here's the best part, the flavors. We are including everyone in the at, to the table. You have Jarhead Red, that's simplified, do or die, <laughs> Marine Corps. The Navy gets Squid Blue, Army, Dog Face Green. Air Force, cool. Air Force, Flybora Yellow, theirs get served by Garçon. They won't have to eat theirs like everybody else. They'd be on a plata <laughs> for them to enjoy. The Coast Guard, it's the funniest <laughs> one to me. Puddle Pirate Orange. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get in trouble with my department commander, Archer James, over that one. <laughs> and <laughs> Puddle Pirate Orange. I'm buying a bunch though. All right, and Space Force is even in the game now. At Space Cadet White, they're make they're calling these CRE crayons ready to eat. Can you wow. see? Can you see this at a party at your place, Ashley? I, you know, I think it's hilarious. I have plenty of friends who are Marines and I can't get over it. Like, how pirate orange? Hilarious. Space Cadet White, maybe they're on some of the, you know, special Pentagon program and they've seen a ghost. Ooh. Are you going back to the paranormal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you just do a callback to the paranormal? I did do a callback to, ooh. can we get that? Is the X-File sound? Like opening is that copyright? It's probably copyrighted, but I bet I like bet we can find something. Eerie buzz. I'm sure we can happen. find something creepy. Perfect. Perfect. So I think we need I think we need some of these. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what we can do, and then I'm gonna expense it to Super Producer Holly. See what she says. You know, just spend spend now. Ask forgiveness later. That's the way yeah. to go with it. Let's wow. All right. So we're going on. We should pass those Wait. out. We do not have a rapid fire three. You know why? Because those two were so awesome. I didn't want any other rapid fire to feel less than because I'm worried about rapid fire's emotional state. So we're going to go to, we're going to go to our final thoughts and shout outs. You can think about your shout out. I'm going to continue. Remember back at the beginning of the show, when I talked about going to Camp Pendleton, I'm going to name names of some awesome people. This is to the folks that treated me so well when I was at Camp Pendleton, Major Sarah Aldridge, Master Gunnery Sergeant Antonio Harrison, Sergeant Shazari Williams. She's headed to drill uh, duty, by the way, my rapid fire team, that was uh, Corporal Jonathan Rodriguez, Lance Corporal Jalen Roberts, Lance Corporal Dylan Page. And my main point of contact is the ever-organized and infinitely patient with people like me, Corporal Catherine Almonte. They are awesome. And if there's anybody there in First Mar Div headquarters that can send a little certificate of being awesome or something to these people, please let because I would appreciate it because they really were. They were amazing, amazing people. And they made me wish that it was a few years and 40 pounds ago and I would re-enlist. But uh, that's not likely to ever happen. Go ahead. Wow, just so wonderful. <laughs> Do you have a shout out today? 
I do. What? I do. What? What? So, a uh, really cool thing happened uh, last week or whenever the heck this airs, all of the above. We'll just say this. I got to meet uh, a gentleman by the name of Dennis Gill. He's with the Voices of Freedom Project. American, or he represents uh, the Americans in wartime experience. So call back to Legion-y stuff. So uh, this past year, uh, Centennial of Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, I had an opportunity to be one of the first to lay flowers and pay my respects. So it was with the, the lovely Jeff Stouffer and my husband. Went, got to, you know, set flowers down. Apparently they were going through the old guards uh, photos on Flickr and they said, hey, we know who that is. This is the Women's Military Memorial and the Americans and wartime experience. They were like, cross-reference, we know who Ashley is. So they invited me in to do a, um, just a, a recording of my experience for archive. So they're not sure what they're gonna do with it yet, which is really exciting. So I got an opportunity to uh, spend time with uh, Rich Azero. He's the president and board of directors for the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier Foundation, and also Donna Hewell, who is the senior director of Memorial Engagement and Impact, the Military Women's Memorial. And we talked a little bit about that earlier today. That is right there at the Hemi Circle, the main ceremonial gate of Arlington National Cemetery, where our honor flight folks go to visit. So they have hosted their share of, uh, if you will, women's uh, women who have come through and men who come through with the honor flights. But I think it was really pertinent today about what Terry was saying and how important it is to, to share your story. And with that being said, I mean, I got to share my story with the Americans at Wartime Experience about my Legion experience representing my post, Diagonal Post 180 in Vienna. So that's my triple threat shout out. Wow. Boom, 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 boom. That's what I've got for you, Jeff Daly. Your rapid fire is a little late there, but I do appreciate Whatever. the up. I do appreciate the elbows being out. Your accuracy is going to suffer, but it would look good in a movie. Um, I can only do so much rotation, okay? Leave me be. I'm doing great in occupational therapy, if you're wondering. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and repeat our plea earlier is uh, to check the show notes about Honor Flight and however you can help out, whether it be a post, like they said, uh, doing a dinner, fundraiser, welcoming them, or whatever, if you want to be a guardian, or if you are of the eras that they are looking for honor flight flighters passengers yep passengers yeah uh, then go ahead and submit yourself for that because we would love to hear it maybe we'll do something sometime with uh some some feedback from people who've actually gone on to do that but that that all of that was your show for today i hope that you uh had some fun and are walking away with some things to think about and uh, just go over and talk about with your friends while you're subscribing. Uh, speaking of that, Ashley, what do you got to say? Well, I got always lots to say, but in this important note, don't forget to subscribe to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you choose to consume your podcast. Please leave us a review and give us a big old five-star rating so the world knows how much you love us. And if you have a guest recommendation, go to legion.org backslash tango alpha lima and click on suggest a guest link so we can hear from you and all of your amazing stories here at the podcast. Wow. 
I think I'm going to suggest myself as a guest so I could be treated with respect here. <laughs> it won't happen. <laughs> All right. With that really touching moment, I'm going to declare season three, episode 97, mission complete. <laughs>